Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, ladmen, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM. I'm your co-host, Robbie. Good Robbie. Nice, nice. Very yeah. subtle, Robbie. Way to get it. Way to get ahead of it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm always referring to myself as Good Robbie. Yeah, but that's not how we refer to you, is well, it, Robbie? Well, I don't care what you think. This is all about uh, me. This podcast is all about me. Robbie? It always has been. I'm very well. I'm very well. Um, what was I? Oh, here's the first thing that I can update you on this week, JM. All right. Remember how last week you told me about uh, Star Trek The Next Generation collectible <laughs> trading card, card game. game? Yes. Or, yeah, collectible card game, yeah. Well, for the princely sum <laughs> of seven English pounds, thanks to eBay, I am now the proud owner of a Star Trek The Next Generation collectible card game. Did you get like just like the 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 deck, like the minimum deck that you get, or did you get like a like a fucking tub of cards? No, it's the it's the deck, the normal deck that you buy, the starter deck that comes with yeah. the rules and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, nice. once I've once I've given that uh, a fair crack, then I might uh, I might be back on eBay for some expansion packs because I do see that they exist, and I am already very tempted to buy them. So <clears throat> I'll uh, I'll have to contact my dad to see if he can dig out my old cards so yeah. that we can uh, so that we can play. And then we can He's... dedicate an entire episode to <laughs> you and I playing Star Trek the Next Generation collectible card game. That's terrific. That's terrific. Uh there's something else I want to say about that but I, I should I should talk to my dad and see I, I just want to brag now cuz he's going to send me my inheritance very soon. I'm yeah. I'm going to receive my inheritance in the mail now that I have a house. Uh it's a Revenge of the Jedi poster. Yes. I think I've mentioned yeah, it before. Yeah. And I'm very excited that it's going to be in my home soon. So I'll see if I can get him to huck my Star Trek cards in there just as, like, you know, packing cushion or something like that. Absolutely. Uh, card games, like tabletop card games, like in-person card games, mm. I have heard that they have gone completely out of style, are unfeasible as games. Nobody likes them anymore. They're not profitable. They're not fun or interesting in any way, shape, or form, is what I was just reading on the internet. Yeah, you actually have to ask people to give you money to even produce them these days. In this, what a fucking world. It's unbelievable, but there we are. Because that article's dead wrong, Robbie. It is. It's dead wrong. I mean, I just paid £7 for a perfectly good Star Trek the next generation collectible card game. So there's a there's an audience out there. There's an audience out there. And they're being and I underserved. Think, I think in order to better serve that audience, we need to talk to the kind of people who make card games. You say Tabletop that. Tabletop card you games. You say that. I, yeah. Um, but I'm not sure we know anyone who who legitimately makes card games. What if we know somebody who just fucked around and found out? Hmm... Who could that possibly be? Is this our cue? <laughs> That's your cue. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Yeah. <laughs> Seamless segue. Oh shit! It's gaming sensation and graffito master Terry Bellman. Oh my goodness! <sighs> what is up? It's hey Terry, how's it going? I'm gonna do this voice. Oh, Terry. <laughs> 
bag. <laughs> you might remember Terry from such episodes of the Fortcast as the Sludge Life episode. Yeah. That was before you guys got huge yep. and famous. Yep. But we still remember our friends. We remember who our friends are. Uh, Thank you. But hey, it sounds like you've got a couple of friends with you out there. Yeah. <laughs> we're Hi, we're doing Daddy. a we're doing a silent contest. Who's gonna speak first? But I lost. What's uh, up, everybody? What's up? Uh, is that is that JW? I hear. That's correct. JW. JW, formerly of Vlambeer, co-creator of such hot hot properties as as as, as Minute and 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 Discroom. That's right. That the one and only. Wow. Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah. The only way this yeah. would get crazier is if somebody who's like deep into like free lives showed up. That'd be oh. fucking weird. Ah, Robbie Fraser <laughs> from Free Lives. Oh oh what God. are you doing here? Hello, hello. It's me, or as I'm apparently known, Evil Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Robbie. I gazumped you. you. I gazumped you here? on the intro. You did, Robbie. You got it. There has to be balance. You could have called yourself better, Robbie, you know, but missed opportunity. To be oh, fair, I, I I am like new Robbie on the block around here. That's very true. Right. I'm not the original, so that's very true. This has always been a one Robbie club, but the good thing about Robbies, and you know this, is that you know we're pretty accommodating guys, so. If there's yeah, a new Robbie comes along, it's like, hey, come on in. Gen- generally excellent characters, I'd say, Robbie's. 100%. 100%. Talented, artistic, creative. Yeah, true. Just, just really nice people. Amazing hair. Yeah, just, humble. Yep. Just nice guys. On this episode of the Robbie cast, yeah. two <laughs> Robbies talk about Robbiness. <laughs> Oh, well, welcome. Uh, do you guys have a team name? No, absolutely not. Well, we won't, no. <laughs> we're going to call team you names. the Kickstarters. You yeah. are uh, the team behind uh, the recently announced and even more recently uh, funded, uh, kickstarted, uh, card game, tabletop card game, Dust Biters. That's where the crowd is yes. cheering. Yeah, you're gonna add sound effects to all this, right? It's gonna yeah, sound really cool. Art noises. Yeah, yeah. yeah, lots of clapping. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it's true. We just recently dropped a, a game together on Kickstarter and did the whole thing, and it funded. Uh, it's called Dust Spiders. Um, you, yeah, that that's the whole story. That's it. We're done. Great. Yeah, Thanks for coming it, on the show, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm very excited to talk to you guys about Dust Biters. I am a backer because uh, I just recently bought um, Star Trek The Next Generation collectible <laughs> card game, and it's really lit a fire inside me um, for uh, tabletop card games. So I'm very excited um, as a backer, um, but also just knowing that, you know, your f- friends of Devolver and people that we've worked with on uh, 
lots of projects over the years, but this is the first time I didn't even know that you guys were, you know, working on a physical game of any kind. So when the announcement came out, I was like, holy shit, what's this going to be like? Um, so I suppose my first question, and I, J, JM, are you okay if I ask the first question? Uh, go for it, Robbie. Okay, yeah, good, glad you're paying attention. Um, so the <laughs> the first question I have um, is, uh, how did Dustbiters come about? Where did the idea start? I think uh, about five years ago, 2016. Whoa. Um, Robbie and I, uh, along with some evil other Robbie. people, yeah, evil Robbie and I, were on a... We had the, the fortune to be on a really awesome road trip in Mozambique. And we wow. had just crossed the border and it was really stressful. People tried taking our passports and stuff. And then after all that, there were two routes on Google Maps. It told us we could go straight through the capital into a traffic jam. Or there was a, a 30 minutes longer road that went in a whole different direction and it would take us to the same destination. Um, so obviously we're like, yeah, let's take the 30 minutes longer scenic tourist road. And it was just, uh, I don't know. It ended up being like four hours of really bouncy, terrible dirt road with like big trucks overtaking us. And it was really awesome and cathartic. Um, I think that's where the, the first seed of inspiration for the spiders really was dropped. And on that trip, you know, every night we would play like uh, card games. We played a lot of time barons and, uh, Rummy Cub, Robbie brought a big box of Rummy oh, Cub. Wow, Rummy Cub. Yeah. yeah I don't think I've heard anyone game. say that out loud <laughs> in like a decade. It's coming back, it's coming back. <laughs> we, we actually made a, a, a second card game on the same trip out of Rummy Cub. It's, it's a single player dungeon crawler with Rummy Cub tiles called Rummy Crawl. <laughs> Uh, it's it's not as good as Dust Spiders, though. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. Not, it's not coming to Kickstarter anytime soon. But by the end of this trip, we had um, uh, a stack of really scrappy, hand scribbled cards that were basically proto Dust Spiders, um, you know, to summarize the whole, whole thing. And around that time, Terry. Also, we, we had chatted a bit, and you had made a game called Pusher Kings, which was a print-and-play card game yeah. about gangsters selling drugs, I think. It looked really yeah, cool. That was it. Um, and we had just been talking about the fact that it looked cool, and you were like, hey, if you ever want to work on a card game, hit me up. So I, Robbie and I were like, hey, we should talk to Terry, see if he's into this. Uh, and he was, and we kind of made a pact to not stress about this game, to only work on it when all of us had a bit of time, just take it really easy and figure this out slowly. Um, and that was five years ago. Now we're here and the game is finally getting ready to get get printed, basically, and, and sent out to the backers of the Kickstarter. Amazing. So for, for anyone who hasn't seen the Kickstarter yet or isn't aware of what Dustbiters is, can someone give us kind of a rundown of, of what the game is, what it's like, kind of, you know, the feel? Yeah, um, I, I like to describe it as sort of like Mad Max, the card game. Um, basically, Amazing. you just lay down a bunch of cards in a, in a convoy and imagine it's a chase scene from your favorite car movie. And yeah, that's, that's basically it. It's just a two-player simple card game. You can take it in your pocket, 
Uh, it's quick to learn. It's quick to play, and it's pretty fun. So nice. all these these gangs of cars, they're basically <laughs> fighting to the death, chased by a giant dust storm. So you can use your car's abilities to overtake each other, to like swap things around, to do ugly tricks. You have three moves every turn. And at the end, the card at the back always gets eaten by the giant dust storm. So oh. you run through this deck really quickly. Uh, every scene, lots of exciting things happen. It's like, oh, you know, I'm using my oil truck to move the sniper to the back and then I take out your horse or whatever. You know, it's very um, action-based for a card game. Cinematic. And yeah, cinematic. the game's, yeah, it's very cinematic. It's very triple A. Uh, <laughs> do you guys, when you're, when you're, you know, when you're working on it, when you've been playing in it, do you make car noises with your mouth? Mm. I make explosion noises at least. Okay. Uh, what's Fair your explosion enough. noise? Yeah, let's hear it. I don't Not think my, my microphone's good enough to capture the, the <laughs> full, the full thing. It's an incredible explosion noise. But yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, just imagine that it sounds really realistic. Let me try. Mm. <laughs> Your mic actually completely cut out. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounded like a... Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, hey, Terry. So you'd made a card game before this one. Sort of, yeah. It was kind of like, I didn't really want to come up with the mechanics. Just want to draw the cards. So it's really simple. It's kind of based off Magic the Gathering, like a really simple version of it. And it was just like a thing I, I was just playing with. But um, I definitely wanted to work on a real one, which is why I, I, I was talking with Jade about it. And it was not, it's not like a real game, like a worthwhile game, but um. It was a fun experiment and made me want to do something like those butters, you know. So, yeah. had the so did you come up with the whole visual design for every card, or had JW and Robbie had you kind of already got an idea of how you wanted them to look? Well, the cards are they they have the personality a lot from the mechanics and the names, so that was like a lot of them. Was not difficult to turn into a drawing, and then it was just iteration, and we would go back and forth on the details. I guess a couple of them were harder, like the mind manipulator, I guess, which is like can be anything. We had a couple takes on the teleporter, I guess, but most of them, like I just drew what really seemed like the card was, and we just fine tuned details, and we were done. Yeah. yeah, I think as Terry was drawing and making, you know, black and white versions at first and, and sketches, I think the vibe of the game also really solidified and we really realized we don't necessarily want to make something super post-apocalyptic. Like all the drivers should look like they're having a blast. You know, they're doing this <laughs> as for fun, right? It, it's voluntary. <laughs> Uh, voluntary <laughs> death race kind of uh, and then especially know. you know towards the kickstarter with, with the whole world going to shit we really realized like we want to make something that is not just depressing and like hey this is you in 10 years um <laughs> that was uh, i don't know it's something that kind of grew organically uh was really 
I, I, I felt like it, it, we did took it so slowly that it was just a really kind of smooth yeah. process, mostly. I think visually, maybe the first card was a bit hard, not harder, but like it was more work because we got to, we had to find this, you know, style and level of detail mm. and the vibe. But then afterwards, it was just reusing that same, um, you know, setting for the other cars. Yeah. And like, since it was not, we didn't have like a deadline or anything, it was really like I finished. I don't remember anymore. I guess I finished High Hell and I was like, I really want to do something that's not a computer game. Oh man, my doorbell ring. <laughs> and then I, I was just like working on it and and then that was it. So it, it really had this vibe of being like something different that I could do. Yeah. And uh, it felt refreshing and it was not like stressful at all. That was like a big thing making this game. Yeah. yeah. That sounds great. Um, yeah. how hard was it to, because all you guys have made video games, lots of successful video games, but how difficult was it to, I mean, it sounds like you guys already played a lot of tabletop games anyway, but how, how hard was it to come up with your own idea for a game and then figure out how it works and what the rules are and stuff? Like, where do you even start with? coming think, up with um, an original game <laughs> you know yeah dust dust actually came together design wise in the broad strokes really quickly uh you know i think you know jw originally had the idea of making it be um sort of mad max car chase themed and you know having it being in a convoy just made sense and um, you know, as soon as we decided that there should only be cars and no like tokens or you know hand manipulation or anything else, just like every card is a car and they're all unique and there's no duplicates. Um, yeah, oh, there's it, no... it just felt. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I I didn't know that. I did, so like you, there's only one of each type of car in yeah, the deck. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah, there's, cool. there's 21 cars. They're all all different, and if you know they're destroyed they don't you don't reshuffle they don't come back it's really like your opponent has that one car that you really wanted you're you're screwed unless you have some some tricks up your sleeve yeah. yeah um and and there's 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 no other types of cards either you know there's no like resources or yeah you know, yeah the very else. first uh prototype i proposed to robbie had like landscape cards like every turn you had to flip the landscape and figure out if it was a road or a dust storm or or an ambush, and Robbie was like, "Yeah, you should get rid of that." <laughs> and and I think that's really where we, we, you know, from that point on, we we were onto something. Yeah, yeah, it it felt really good early on. So I think, you know, we weren't we weren't too worried, um, in terms of like, you know, you asked about transitioning from like designing digital games to designing a card game, and I think maybe we just got lucky, but uh, you know it. It felt fun, and it felt like, oh, this could go somewhere from like day one, basically. So, you know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and, and compared to working on video games, it was just really refreshing and fun. Um, you know, if if there's a bug, you take a sharpie and you fix fix it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's game great. design wise, it's so fast to iterate on a card game. It was, yeah. it was really fun compared to you know like programming something for a week to see if it works. Yeah, we Just tried dozens of cards. Immediately play again with a different rule. 
yeah. fewer compiling errors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was um, great. I mean, so it was fast to iterate, um, but it you worked on it over five years. So how I mean, how frequently were you guys coming back to it? Were there like huge gaps in between and you kind of had to remember what you were working on last time or how does that work so when when the three of us decided to work on it we knew that as a first goal we wanted to make like a printable version we could send to friends for feedback to really figure out like hey is this actually fun do people who are not invested in it actually want to play it um so we we got that ready in a few months i think was quite quick or it felt quick and and you know send it out to people to get feedback and the response was really nice um and other than that it was really just whenever we ran into each other at, at game events maybe we would play around or you know schedule a meeting sit down <laughs> for an hour talk about it uh and then after that you know when we got home uh write down the feedback you know make the changes fix the typos uh and but then sometimes one of us was busy you know uh shipping a game or whatever and we would just leave that person alone uh yeah it just felt felt nice and organic and then last year we were like okay this year we really want to release the game we should get it done figure out are we doing a kickstarter are we finding a publisher how do you do this thing we did the research and then also you know, uh, COVID happened and everything just kind of got more difficult. So it became this year, but we did know like, all right, now we have a great partner. We're working with IMA Bits who are doing production and shipping and we don't have to deal with that part of the process. Um, let's get it done. Let's get it out there. So that was kind of a deadline, but the game was done already. So it was just a matter of pre-writing a lot of Kickstarter updates and yeah. making a page. And I think, uh, I don't know, it, it, it all was a, a good, healthy, healthy schedule. What, what was the, uh, so, you know, you guys usually do games uh, and, you know, publishing games, there's no physical, unless it's, you know, we opt to do a physical. So what was there, I mean, IM8 bit is well known. Was there, what was it like looking for someone to physically make the game? I mean, did you, did you, how did that work? Um, we, we asked around a lot first to people who make card games, board games, like, how do you do this stuff? What's a smart way to do this? Because our first instinct was we don't want to do a Kickstarter. It's a lot of work. It's really stressful. Yeah. This game has been not stressful. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> and then we started looking into like the big board game publishers and, and reading their websites. And it has stuff like, if you pitch your game to us, your IP belongs to us. And also, uh, you know, you get 10% of the revenue from which the printing costs need to be paid. It was this very, like, uh, hardcore yeah. uh, medieval contract style stuff. Um, so that scared us away a bit. And then there was, uh, there are some print-on-demand websites where you can just upload your files and people can buy the game and they print it. And, you know, it's relatively cheap, but the quality is not super good. I mean, right. at least you don't have as much control over it. Yeah. Um, so I think we realized, like, if we can find a partner who can do all this, if if that unicorn kind of exists, that would be perfect. Um, and 
I guess we we started looking at at you know people who do physical products, and I am bit bit was one of them, and uh, we tricked them. They were like, "Yeah, that's great," and then Just we like made you them tricked us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but they were really into it. They were enthusiastic, and they have kind of like they don't have experience with card games, but we do know that's that. What I was going to ask. Yeah, they can ship a beautiful box, <laughs> and it's great printing quality and they you know have their own audience as well so it just seemed like a, a good jump into the deep to take together for all of us yeah yeah and it didn't seem like kickstarter was that optional it just seems like it's the default for card games mm. or physical games it really it seems like people discover these games through kickstarter like yeah completely yeah that, that, that was what i kind of yeah, I suppose I, I was interested in that as well because there's a few, you know, I've backed a few Kickstarters over the years, but it does seem that there's kind of a high proportion of projects on there that err on the side of tabletop, whether it's a, you know, an RPG or a, or a card game or whatever it may be. So, like... <laughs> What was your experience like working with Kickstarter? Did you like did you have like an account manager or anything like that who recommended like what your tiers should be or how to, you know, entice more people to to back the project or anything like that or or did you just kind of go it alone and hope for the best? Um I think Evil Robbie did a lot of research. <laughs> yeah, we just we just read a lot of uh blog posts from like five to ten years ago and all the advice was still relevant <laughs> sounds familiar but, but that's, yeah that's how we do all of our marketing campaigns <laughs> it is a, it is a great fit for uh physical games so kickstarter because your product is finished you just need to print it it is really important to know how many copies you need to make because uh printing costs between printing 10 copies and 2000 copies that's the same amount of money, pretty much. Um, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but uh, so so it is just a great fit, and it makes sense that Kickstarter works well for tabletop games. Um, yeah, it, it was a pretty smooth experience. Like Kickstarter itself is just it's been through the ringer for years and years, so the back end and everything was just nice. It was yeah. pretty yeah. doable to set it up. Yeah, it definitely seems to have established itself as a uh, as a good marketplace for stuff like, well, yeah, exactly what you guys are working on. It, it definitely showed that partnering partnering with IM Eight Bit was a good decision though, because when we had a look at like shipping costs, it was like we had no idea how to go about it, but they they solved like that problem, and like I, I still wouldn't know how to deal with it, but yeah. You know. Up. that's so cool so when uh so the kickstarter just finished uh the end of august was it did it run for a month yeah i can't yeah. remember yeah um so what's wh what happens now what are you do you guys have to do anything or is it all kind of like over to i am 8 bit so kickstarter is now emailing everybody like hey you didn't pay us yet for the people whose <laughs> yeah. credit cards bounced and Not stuff. Not me. <laughs> and and we are, uh, based on that, you know, we're finalizing the numbers of the production and we, we 
made a lot of fun merch like bandanas and car air fresheners and stuff. So we're <laughs> finalizing all those numbers. And then as soon as we get the money from Kickstarter, that's just going to get made and, and shipped to people. Like everything is done. We've had prototypes made and, and uh, they look great. So, so yeah, now it's just getting it to people's home and hoping no boats get stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> you never know. Uh, can people still buy it right now or do they have to wait until final kind of release before they can buy it again? Can they still go on Kickstarter and like give it money? No, you, you can't get it on Kickstarter right now. We are looking into some kind of retail options and, and avenues like that or maybe making it available somehow, but we haven't you know, reached anything final on that yet. We don't, we don't know. You might need to go on eBay in, in 10 years and get yeah, a, get, it, get, get a deck seven, for eight pounds or seven, seven pounds. Seven pounds. Yeah. Seven pounds well spent. <laughs> you might even buy it off me. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I, I like that though. Like I'm one of the people who, when I back things on Kickstarter is because I like, I, you know, I like the creator, I like what they produce, and I kind of like the fact that it's uh, a smaller group of people who are just, you know, supportive of something, um, and that's exciting. But I also uh, appreciate the fact that, because Dustbite has got a lot of attention, which was amazing. Like, a lot of, you know, there was a lot of uh, chat about it on video game websites, which is which is obviously really cool. Um, and on social media. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people out there who are wondering how they can get their hands on a copy. Um, but I think it's kind of cool to get it out there as like a special thing, at least to begin with. Um, I I, I'm saying that as have. someone, I'm saying that as someone who <laughs> it, so I can lord I mean, people. But yeah, yeah we, I, mean, I want to take it to... We would love for it to become super widely available in like gas stations around the world. Uh, that would be awesome, but you know we're sticking to our no stress uh, ethos, yeah. so it might might yeah. just take a while. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if when we get shows again, because I am eight bit usually has a booth at shows where they sell all their yeah. stuff, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if you guys were able to do it there, and you know more through I am eight bit if you're continuing your partnership, which I assume you would be. Yeah, if they don't yeah. sell a bunch of illegal bootleg copies at PAX, then uh, <laughs> we can we can. Consider yeah. that. <laughs> if, if Devolver doesn't make us an offer, we can't refuse, you know, hypothetically speaking. Uh, see, we've already shot ourselves in the foot by being Devolver Digital. Uh, we can't, uh, we can't yeah. touch physical product, I'm afraid. Yeah. It's against yeah. the rules. Sad, I know, but... Devolver Analog just never took off. Never took off. No. Never yeah. took That's why on the, on, the, on the thank yous, I didn't put Digital. <laughs> it's just Devolver. <laughs> <laughs> That kind of attention to detail. Yeah, that's it. Um, So, I mean, you already mentioned that you're kind of taking it all easy. You've only just done the Kickstarter. So obviously my next question is going to be about, are you thinking about doing any sort of expansions or spin-offs or even doing more tabletop games or physical games together? What's kind of cool for now, at least, is uh, the most expensive tier that we had People can get a custom car, so they can send us a picture of their car, and we make them just one card uh, based on their car or their vehicle of choice, and we add that to the game, but only for them. So they just get one extra card in their That's deck. Only. There's, there's only one in the world. 
So we're working on those now. Terry, Terry's drawing uh, amazing stuff for that, and we're figuring out kind of the design. So that's been weird, really fun. Did you get any weird ones? Um, we're just kind of starting on that because we first had to get in touch with each person and get their, you know, ideas. Or and it's confidential. Or oh, okay. <laughs> If they don't want you to know about their car, then... Yeah, that's it. That's true, actually. This is the luxury segment. Yeah. Is it, <laughs> is it too late? But they're fun, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Can, can JM and I just get custom cards? Like, can we just have them? <laughs> I don't actually own a car. <laughs> so... <laughs> might have so to... no. <laughs> Sorry. I will buy a car. I have a car. People who have a podcast and they think they can do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who is yeah. the best at uh, dust biters? Who wins when you guys play? I I bet Evil Rummy. I mean, yeah, the clues in the name. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'd say it's probably pretty evil. Um, it it is a game that is not necessarily like it's pretty fun and casual. You just play a bunch of rounds. You lose a few, you win a few. Yeah, it, yeah. we never intended yeah. it to be played at the Olympics. So the fact that that's just been announced is a huge surprise for us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always lose because I I don't really think much. I just move the cards around. <laughs> just instinct. That, just instinct. It's fun, but it, I don't. Yeah. I don't. But you don't make car noises. I don't understand. Yeah, you gotta start making car noises. Um. What's going to be really interesting is if uh, there are people out there that have paid for this exclusive uh, card, one of a kind that only they have, is when you get to the point where uh, these people are playing, when Dust Biters blows up and it becomes a big public free-for-all and everyone's playing Dust Biters, and then these cards start to be lost and won in huge wages <laughs> at the end of the world, that's when you yeah. know you've really made it. That would be sweet. Look, looking yeah. forward to it. One day. Someone's going to go to jail because of your game. Yeah. Nice. No, it's, been, <laughs> it's been really fun getting into this world of, of card and board games, though. Like, for me personally, I, I've always been a bit intimidated by big rule books and games that take a long yeah. time to play. So we just wanted to make something simple. And now bringing this into the world, it's been really funny seeing the reception to that as well like you know some people are a bit scared of games that don't come in huge boxes with dragons on them i think terry <laughs> summarized it uh with lots of tokens um but yeah no it's exciting like the fact that people will be playing it soon is just really nice like people we don't know yeah, yeah. this is a huge departure it's nice for to hold it. oh it's sorry it's just oh. nice to hold stuff. Like, we can hold it. Oh, Terry is uh, holding a the box. box now. So it's real, folks. Yeah. We've seen so it. Not, it's not Photoshop. Uh, I was going to say that, uh, JW, this is a huge departure for you because as anyone who's played any of your games knows, you hate minimalism and despise <laughs> simplicity. So... Huge transition there. Yeah, no, uh, the game had 600 cards at first, um, but it was just <laughs> too expensive to print. Yeah, and, and you know, think of the, the trees. 
So yeah, Robbie really uh, dragged me down from that. It's great. Yeah, I wish we cut down before I go. All six hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terry almost lost one of his fingers. It's pretty rough. Yeah, I found it later. Found it. <laughs> so Terry, all the all the art on these is still done digitally, right? I mean, you're drawing it on your computer. Or... Okay. Yeah. Because you'd said oh. you'd wanted to get away from games, so I was wondering if that had meant like wanting to be analog with your tools or not. But no. no. Yeah. <laughs> Terry's getting like uh, 2,000 2, blank decks of cards as his home. Yeah. <laughs> and some crayons. Everyone is hand-drawn. I paid, uh, I paid I meant for prototyping. cards. <laughs> for Dust yeah. Spiders no. 2, Terry's going to have to trash um, like 100 cars and get into photography. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. That was like the, the, the way I worked on it. That was a lot of photo bashing and just getting some reference pics. Mm. It was just like a fun process. It was very digital. Did you learn a lot about cards? No. <laughs> <laughs> so can I, I, I'm curious about your process. Like you going through, because I've, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, your art and I've been like, I've seen some of your PSD files and there's thousands of layers uh like what is it like like doing the cars for you like you know when you get it you know you got like let's say the i don't know the sniper is the only car i really know like what was that process like for that just kind of fine because like i i could i can draw a car right without a reference but it looks right. kind of <laughs> I, can do it. I can draw a car as well What's your <laughs> but it's, it, it's like naturally becomes kind of cartoonish in a way that i didn't want like the the game just because I don't know the reason for it, but yeah. um, also I, I think it's fun to draw from reference sometimes, like when I can. So yeah. I've, I I just started collecting cars like JPEGs without really knowing anything about the cars, just like the the look of them. Just I just wanted it to be varied, so each card was not too similar to another one. Yeah, and then I just kind of dropped that on on like a card shaped blank. PSD, and then just kind of start tweaking stuff. So I would sometimes it was like three cars that I would photo bash. Sometimes it was just like a, a regular car, and then just draw on top of it. Just kind of make it really low opacity, and then just sketch it out, and then do like a final drawing on top of everything. Just really loosely. Yeah. Um. The the hardest bit for me was that. You know, in the computer, you can kind of zoom in a lot and zoom out. But the cards, I always try to keep in mind that they were going to be this card size, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But, um, like, if I zoomed out in the computer, the, the resolution is not the same as, like, a printing resolution. So that was not, like, the same. Even if I print it at home, it's not the same as, like, a professional printer. So that yeah. was kind of... That was the only thing that was really not in my control but then the prototype came along and like i was worried about having a lot of detail that didn't come through or i was got confusing yeah i was gonna ask whether or not you had to kind of compensate or change your approach based on the fact that all of these were going to be you know kind of shrunk down so that was 
yeah, that was a worry, but um, it was not a problem in the end. Okay. Um, Just a pro, aren't you? I think no. I think maybe if, like if we had like a creative director or something, they would probably make me change it. But like I just ignored the possibility. <laughs> I mean, I, I do love that yeah. the cards have so many little details and, and a lot of personality. Like there's the spiky, yeah. which is a car covered in spikes, and there's a, a little driver, and his helmet has spikes, and he has a, a bulldog, like snarling hanging out of the car and the bulldog has like a spiked collar and you know and there's like stickers <laughs> on every car and there's a lot of really fine detail um I, and one of the decisions we made based on that is that there's also a we did a zine for the kickstarter that just has like nice big prints of the car Ooh, art yeah that's the tier i backed perfect <laughs> so yeah you get to you get to look closely at, at the art it's it's really cool that's Ooh. awesome You guys said that a lot of like the mechanics decided how the cars looked. Were there any situations where the art or like a car came back and you and that influenced any gameplay at all, or was it kind of is that kind of not the case? I mean, probably. I think not. <laughs> I think there was like some stuff that came up, like the the ramp truck, where it was like the art made it seem like you could not shoot yourself or something like yeah the, so the ramp was, truck said yeah. like move any car to the front <laughs> so people were like can i move the ramp truck to the front how uh, uh, does that work and, and it was like a just a truck with a big ramp on the back um yeah i think we had a, a long and heated debate about <laughs> that actually robbie was like it should be allowed to ramp itself to the yeah. front it's fun i, I love the uh, i love the joke uh, of the ramp truck ramping it yeah <laughs> yeah okay. um but That's it is free lives. Yeah. influence coming in there? Uh, I, in general, like like usually we just went with whatever is most fun is is the rule, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you can do this ridiculous thing; it's fun. But um, I, I think there were I think there were a few cards that we just changed the name to know, to to facilitate like a more interesting design, like. Yeah. The ice cream truck used to be called the finance bike or something, which <laughs> makes <laughs> makes makes no sense. <laughs> the, the rule of the ice cream truck I mean, doesn't lend itself to any particular real world car or anything. So. Um, and the way we we made the card is we would sit down and write down like fifty car names, try to think of cool rules and then uh, scribble yeah, them that's... all on cards and try a game with all these 50 cards and just that's... the moment one was not fun we would tear it up and by the end there were you know 10 left we're like all right we can try these on the next game and just make you know a lot more cards so um i think that's one of the strengths as well of, of working with paper uh yeah it, it was it was super fun but i, I that uh, also I... explains names like the finance bike right <laughs> just I, I I would say that having the the artwork for the cards made cutting them more difficult because yeah. you, like you got attached to like the, the little car yeah um, uh, instead of just the, the idea yeah we're there, there were definitely right a couple of cards that Terry had already done amazing art for that we decided to cut for design reasons that felt really bad him. it's because you hate him and you hate his art yeah <laughs> don't make it too easy on you. <laughs> What is each of your favorite card? Oh, 
Uh, I'm going to say the mimic. <laughs> the mimic. Uh, yeah. Because so, it looks like all the others. <laughs> so the, the way the mimic works is that it basically has, it's exactly the same as the card that's in front of it, right? So if there's a mortar bus in front of it, it's a mortar bus. If there's like a scorchy in front of it, it's a scorchy, etc. cetera. Um, but that's really interesting because you can you can move cars around, right? So you can like drive it one space forwards or backwards, and it becomes a whole different car, or you know something else can happen that like changes the mimic into something else, uh, you know, in the middle of a turn. So uh, I think the I mimic's mean, pretty interesting. That is interesting, and that's opened up another question now for Terry. How did you design that car? What the, the mimic? Does like the car? How did it turn out? The car art for the mimic just looks like a, a bootleg necromancer, I think. So there's the necromancer. It's this this really dark car with someone in a dark hood with a snake, and it's really ominous. And then the the car art for the mimic is like a, a scrappy car with a bathrobe on top oh, of like, it, and, so and like pool like noodles <laughs> instead of a snake, someone's and someone's like, inside the car with duct tape. It. You know, yeah. uh, so it's really little stories like that. Um, that that was a difficult one. Like I think I made one that looked like a garage shop on wheels or something. Like the way <laughs> oh, I was nice. the car, but um, it was really complex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this one worked out. Yeah. Uh, okay. We didn't get everybody's favorite cars. Yeah. Yet, though, right? So uh, Terry, Gino, what's your? Oh, Terry, Terry, what's your favorite card? Well, we already answered this one <laughs> on another interview, so I gotta use the same one. Can I pick another? You can pick, pick another. Whatever's in your heart right now. Ice cream van. Because uh, it looks cute with the ice cream. Uh, of hearing that the ice cream van used to be the finance bike is like <laughs> hearing that the DeLorean in Back to the Future was originally supposed to be a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like. What? How, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what does uh, the ice cream truck do? Gives you a. You can use your power for free, just because you're happy with the ice cream. Oh, uh, very nice. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's fun stuff like that, and the mimic. It also works for your opponents. So, like, if they move their car in front of the ice cream truck, they can use their ability for free. Or like, you can move your opponent's mimic, so it becomes a car that is really useless in its position. Um, there's a bunch of, nice. of fun stuff like that. Um, I think my favorite is, is Spiky because it has a dog. I like I like the dog. It's good. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, can you good. pet the dog? No. Yes. That's just a that's just a <laughs> capitalist scam. It's, a, it's dog washing. It's called dog washing. People are doing that to sell sell products now. Well, so it has a really spiky collar, so. Oh yeah. yeah, you wouldn't want Not to recommend it. Okay. He sounds yeah. pretty aggressive. What um what what is what does the spiky do? Um I think spiky kills the car in front of it for one action and it can't move backwards. So it's like you can't oh, right. really yeah, so overtake but it, yeah, but if you place one at so when you build a car you can build a car in your turn. You always build it in the front. If you build a, a spiky then whoever's going to build next is in for a treat. <laughs> Ooh, spiky treat um well i think i have uh one last thing that i would like to ask you guys about which is uh tim schaefer 
how Tim Schafer, uh, for those that don't know, so he was in your Kickstarter video, uh, and it appears he made Kickstarter video <laughs> himself. Um, so how did that come about? Um, so he he had played the print and play prototype. He he, uh, you know, he he's someone we met over the years. He's kind of become a a friend. You know, we make games in the same industry, and he really liked the game. He he kept sending messages about it over the years, like, "Hey, when's Dust Spiders coming out?" <laughs> um, That's cool. And then one one game event one year, we jokingly said, "Like, hey, if we do a Kickstarter, you want to be in the video, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, and we just kept reinforcing that so that from a joke, it slowly <laughs> became, uh, hey, by the way, um, you know, we are planning this Kickstarter in three months. Uh, are you still up for this? And would you be able to record a little video if we send you a prototype? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll think of something. So we started trying to make his life really easy, coming up with the script, but also secretly hoping that, um, you know, Tim Schafer would do his thing because he's a way yeah. better writer than all of us. Um, and then somehow, luckily, it turned out that he had like a, what, a 76 Barracuda, some badass car <laughs> sitting in his garage. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll use my car. I'll, I'll do something for <laughs> that. He sent us an amazing video. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know. It's just uh, a lot of kindness, the fact that he wanted to do this for us and help yeah, us out, so like good. the king of Kickstarter himself. Uh, yeah. It was really, really awesome and, and super, super kind. So if we are ever, you know, if we ever have a rusty Barracuda sitting in our garages and someone emails us to do a video for their Kickstarter, then we have to pay it forward. I think that's that's how it works. Well, I'm thinking of doing yeah. a Kickstarter uh, for a new expansion to Star Trek The Next Generation, <laughs> the collectible card game. <laughs> So. Anyways, we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> my my doorbell's ringing. Do, do you want me to film a, a video in my super cool 2007 Honda Jazz? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I kept hoping that Terry and Robbie wanted to do something with their cars, but they they didn't. Sadly. <laughs> I'm really I'm really glad Tim Schafer uh, stepped up and did such a cool video. Um, That's and amazing. Uh, he also he completely ignored the the script we gave him, uh, <laughs> which was definitely for the better. So. <laughs> I've just been playing. Uh, so I just played Psychonauts for the first time. Um, I'd heard about it. Like the first one? Yeah, the, the, the first one. Yeah. First one. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's so good. Yeah. Like, it took me a really long time to play that game, but I'm <laughs> so glad I did because I wanted to play this, the new one, the sequel. Um, but having not played the first one, I really didn't want to go into it blind. And I'm so glad I played the first one because it has its issues. You know, it's like an old game now and, um, you know, it's kind of janky in places just owing to it being an original Xbox game. But yeah, as you say, just like the writing and the characters and stuff are so great. Um, was there any temptation to get him more involved in the project? Um I think because he was already doing it out of his own time and you know being being very generous right before the launch of uh, Psychonauts 2 yeah. well, we 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 tried to uh you know put no pressure on him whatsoever you know we 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 
you know, we really appreciate like him doing us a favor, basically. So it's we, a Christmas miracle. Yeah. It is. So, so we didn't try to get him more involved at all. Okay. Does he know that you're marketing it as Tim Shaper's dust bike? <laughs> <laughs> we put a disclaimer in the video. So. The first card just says Lucas Arts. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope one of the custom cars that somebody paid for. I hope they own a Mitsubishi Eclipse because I feel like that would be great to see Terry draw a car that's an Eclipse. There, that's it. I'm done. Goodbye. Isn't one of them? <laughs> I think one of them is an Eclipse. Am I mistaken? I don't know. Insider info. I don't know. Maybe. Well, are you are your cars in the game? Mm, no. No. Oh, okay. Our cars are no. not cool. I I rent a Volkswagen up every now and then. It's not in the game. I have a, a bike. Rented Volkswagen isn't one of the isn't one of the battle cars. <laughs> <laughs> a rent, yeah, rental yeah. Volkswagen. Don't even change the name. That, that, that JW's was, uh... rental. That was what we called the finance bike before it was the finance bike. <laughs> yeah. There you go. No. Beautiful. It would be nice, though. Terry, can we make some last-minute changes? <laughs> <laughs> so, no. uh, do you... I know we are all deeply anti-capitalist, um, but you got anything you want to plug as we're saying our farewells? Any websites people should go to to see your work or... That kind of shit. I think everybody should like squat an empty house. That's what squat I want. Squat an empty house. Yeah. You know, I just bought a house, JW, a couple months ago, well, and someone was squatting in my house. Well, don't leave it empty. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I think uh, everyone should, uh, in lieu of not being able to purchase Dust Biters anymore because it's only for premium Kickstarter backers like myself and JM, uh, and I'm assuming Tim Schaefer. Did he back it? No, of course. Oh, he got back just for the, for the video. <laughs> That's probably why he did it. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, I don't want to buy it. I just gonna do the video. <laughs> He's gonna put that prototype straight on eBay. What's the what's the protest website that, that people sign up for when they want to protest something and you get the signatures? What do you, what the, what's that website? It's oh change.org. Change change.org. You can't buy dust biters, but you can start a change.org to get them to make more dust biters decks. Go after I am 8-Bit and these three guys Make and really get as many signatures to get more dust biters in the world as possible. What you could also yeah, I mean... do, what you could also do is uh, take your hard-earned money, go to Steam, and buy the wonderful video, video games. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, the... How'd you mess that one up? Oh, I don't know. It's very late here. Um, <laughs> The wonderful video games made by these uh, fine people, uh, which include, but are not limited to, uh, Broforce and Genital Jousting and Hell... High yeah. Hell. High Hell. <laughs> <laughs> and Sludge Life and Disc Room and Minute and Minute Fundraiser. All proceeds go to charity. And Heavy Bullets. Heavy Bullets. And Gorn. And Gorn you. on your Terranil. VR device. Terranil isn't out yet. Terry, please call the... If you ever make a high hell sequel, call it Hell High. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the city I live in now? 
it would translate to High Paradise. That's the name of the. Ooh, really? High Paradise. Yeah. Well, Does it live up to it? Signed. Sometimes, yeah. Just but I, I was gonna say that we we're actually we want people to be able to buy the game later. We just don't have that like don't set. Believe, I don't believe so, you. All right, yeah, so no need for a change.org. We'll call off the internet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just for meantime, like delay it, like yeah. postpone it a yeah. little bit. Yeah, sure, sure. While we Save that makes sense. a little bit of your money for a later date because you will be able to hopefully buy dust buyers. But in the meantime, spend the rest of your money uh, buying uh, the games I just mentioned. Woo! There we go. Great. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Great. Great Thank you so Thank much no for problem. having us. Oh, well. Yeah. Man, it's it's brilliant. I, I, it's really like, yeah. I've been so excited for the game as soon as it was announced, and uh, yeah, knowing it's a real thing that I'm gonna get to show people and say, ah, I know the people who made this. My friends made this because, it, like, it's one thing. Excuse working, me, sir. We're at our dinner. <laughs> working on you know uh, digital video games or whatever, and just being like, oh yeah, I know the people that made that or whatever. It's like there's something different to being able to like put something in front of somebody and go play this this is like a cool thing or we'll play it together and uh yeah and <coughs> knowing that you know my friends had a hand in it is well i mean they made it <laughs> it's really cool yeah you can play with your mom yeah exactly uh she was a big mad max Beater. fan so yeah. she's really Great. excited thanks say hi to her by the way uh, uh, oh. she asks about you often she <laughs> never mentions jw no, that, that's the agreement. <laughs> <laughs> she loves Robbie because, you know, she loves Robbies. Everyone loves Robbies. Yeah. It's part of the Does contract. she call you Robbie? Yeah. Or do you have a different nickname? Does she call me my name? No, does she, do you have like a, I don't know, like a family <laughs> like nickname? Like Sugar Bear. Is that it? Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Shithead. Yeah, that's <laughs> generally how she greets me. Cool, I'm gonna use it as well. <laughs> that, that is hey, actually that's... a thing in the Netherlands. Like, if you call someone poopy, it, that's like a cute thing, like honey, but it just means little shit. Like, you would call your, your lover poopy. Huh. For real. That means not joking. Yeah, I mean, it just means little shit, but it's it Aww. just meant in a nice way. Uh, like, sweet. Like, poopy. Yeah. Beautiful. Kind of weird, but cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fact of the day. A bit. I mean, Americans have the baby thing, like in English. Baby. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. You little poopy baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should combine them. Oh, what is wrong with people? excited for dust buyers so thanks very much uh terry and robbie evil robbie and jw for making a cool game and for coming on the forecast to talk to us about it 
Thank, Thank you. you. Yay! Yay. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> uh, JM, do you want to take us home? Sure. Uh, now for your corporate sponsored outro. Uh, thanks for listening to the Devolver Digital Forecast. We at Devolver Digital recognize that the currency of our age is attention, and we thank you for yours. If you're interested in more Devolver Digital products, visit www.devolverdigital.com. Interested in following us on Twitter? You can follow us at Devolver Digital or at Devolver PA for all of our streaming services. Twitch.tv slash Devolver Digital if you're interested in watching streams online. As well as the Devolver Digital Discord. If you Google Devolver Digital and Discord, it'll be one of the first things you can click. Do not click the other link. It is it is Trojan. It is malware. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. We thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Woo! Amazing. <laughs> <laughs>